Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Guiding Light Podcast, The Tidal Effect. I am your host, Tyquisha Davis. I am so, so grateful to be able to be obedient and give you guys a message from the divine. I am a vessel and I know when I am given a message, it's always for me first. And because we're all each other, depending on who is in my world, this is for you as well. I am you, you are me, we are we. Yes, getting right into it. Um, This series, uh, for those who have been tuning in, is How to Heal Your Life. And uh, I'm just going to get right into it. Awareness is the first step in healing or changing. Awareness is the first step in healing or changing. Repeat after me. I am in the rhythm and the flow of ever-changing life. I am in the rhythm and the flow of ever-changing life. When we have some patterns buried deeply within us, we must become aware of it in order to heal the condition. We begin to mention the conditions, to complain about it, or to see it, or to see it in other people. It rises to the surface of our attention in some way, and we begin to relate to it. The first step to accept changing your life is to be aware of it, to see it. When change wants to welcome itself, We often attract a teacher, a friend, a class, a workshop, or sometimes a book, which which will begin to awaken new ways to approach the dissolving of the problem. Awareness is the first step in healing or changing. Often, our reaction to to this first stage is to think the, the approach is silly or that it doesn't make sense. Perhaps it seems too easy or unacceptable to our thinking. We don't want to do it. Our resistance comes up very strong. We may even feel angry about the thought of doing it. Such a, res- such a reaction is very good. If we can understand 
that it is the first step in our healing process. I often tell people that any reaction that they may feel is there to show them they are already in the process of healing, even though the total healing is not yet completed. The first step to change is to be aware. The truth is that the process begins the moment we begin to think about making a change. Impatience. Impatience is only another form of resistance. It is resistance to learning and to changing. When we demand that it be done right now, completed at once, then we don't give ourselves time to learn the lesson involved with the problem we have created. For an example, if you want to move to another room, you have to get up and move step by step in that direction. Just sitting in the chair and demanding that you be in the other room will not work. It's the same thing. We all want our problem to be over with, but we don't want to do the small things that will add up to the solution. Now is the time to acknowledge our responsibility and having created the situation or condition. Understand that I am not talking about having guilt nor about being a bad person for being where you are. I am saying to acknowledge the power within you that transforms our every thought into experience. In the past, we unknowingly used this power to create things we did not want to experience. I often hear people speak about how God punishes and how God criticizes. God only values what's sitting in our mental, what's sitting in our in our in our in our thought process in in that space. We were not aware of what we were doing. Now by acknowledging our responsibility, awareness, we become aware and learn to use this power consciously in positive ways for our benefit. I want to uh, (laughs) give y'all a few examples of what I notice when I often suggest a solution to a client family members, my children, uh, soul family, just people that's in my everyday life. A new way to approach a matter or forgiving the person involved. I will see how the body responds. And for many of you who, 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 who have experienced me, I will always ask you, How do you know you're in the present moment? 
you're going to feel it. A lot of people say they're hungry and and they use their head, their, their thought process, their mental to to determine whether or not it's time to eat. However, your head does not know if you're hungry or thirsty. However, your body will trigger to say, I'm hungry, which means your stomach may growl. You may get a slight headache. You might get a little fatigue. So when I would communicate, you know, a suggestion of how to approach a matter in the most positive way, I would see the jaw begin to clench and jut out and arms cross tightly over the chest or under the gut. It's like a block. That's resistance. And maybe even sometimes a fist will form. That's me indicating or me, that's God letting me know that resistance is coming to the forefront. And I know we have hit upon exactly what needs to be done. I often let everyone know that I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. I'm here to help you help you. And understand that we all have lessons to learn. And the things that are so difficult for us, only the lessons we have chosen for ourselves. If things are easy for us, then they are not lessons, but are things we already know. Lessons can be learned through awareness. If you think of the hardest thing for you to do and how much you resist it, then you're looking at your greatest lesson at the moment. Surrendering, giving up the resistance and allowing yourself to learn what you need to learn will make the next step even easier, which is acceptance. The first step of the first step to accept change in your life is first to be aware and the second step is to accept. Don't let your resistance stop you from making the changes. We can work on two levels. Number 1, looking at the resistance and number 2, making the mental changes. Observe yourself Watch how you resist and then go ahead anyway. I would like to give you a few examples of non-verb clues. Our actions often show our resistance. For, For instance, changing the subject, leaving the room, going to the bathroom, being late, getting sick, procrastinating by doing something else, doing busy work, wasting time, looking away or out the window, flipping through a magazine, refusing to pay attention, eating, drinking, or smoking. Creating or ending a relationship, creating breakdowns, cars, appliances, etc. These are what you call non-verb clues when the ego, the lower self, the enemy is resisting change. 
Another way to resist change is assumptions. We often assume things about others to justify our resistance. We make statements such as, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do any good anyway. My husband or wife don't understand. I would have to change my whole personality. Only crazy people go to, go to therapists. They couldn't help me with my problem. They couldn't handle my anger. My case is different. I don't want to bother anyone. It will work itself out. Nobody else does it. That's another form of resisting change. Assumptions. Another form of resisting change is your belief. It's the crowd. It's how I was brought up. It's experiences that you have already gone through and you know better, right? It's staying in that cycle, staying in that program. We grow up with beliefs that become our resistance to changing. Change is the only thing that is constant. And I often communicate to individuals that are you changing or are you choosing? Some of our limiting ideas are it's not done. It's just not right. It's not right for me to do that. That wouldn't be spiritual. Spiritual people don't get angry. Men or women just don't do that. My family never did that. Love is not for me. It's too far to drive. It's too much work. It's too expensive. It would take too long. I don't believe in it. I'm not that kind of person. Beliefs. The crowd. Who were you supposed to be before someone said you should be anything? We often use belief to resist the change that we need for our life. And we often use patterns that was used, that was passed down from our mothers, from our fathers, from those who call our ancestors. What people have to understand is that we are them and they are us. And the moment you choose you, you have already chose them. And it's okay for you to live your life. That's why you're here on earth to experience life for yourself. And I'm not saying that their wisdom and guidance is not imperative to our life. It's understanding that sometimes the world that they were living in is not the world that we're currently living in. And everything does not work for everyone. Another form of resistance is giving your power to others and using that excuse as our resistance to changing. It's them. We have ideas like, God doesn't approve. I'm awaiting for the stars to say it's okay. (laughs) This isn't the right environment. They won't let me change. I don't have the right teacher. I don't have the right book. I don't have the right class. 
I don't have the right tools. My doctor doesn't want me to. I can't get time off work. I don't want to be under their spell. It's all their fault. They have to change first. As soon as I get this new house, as soon as I get this, you fill in the blank. As soon as you get what, I'll do it, okay? You or they don't understand. I don't want to hurt them. It's against my upbringing. It's against my religion. It's against my philosophy. How many of you are aware that you're giving your power away? How many of you are aware that there is no blame and we are all victims of victims and we know exactly what we're dealing with before we're dealing with it? Resisting change and giving our power away and pointing the finger at them. And understanding when you point one finger, four is pointing right back at you. Everyone in your world is a reflection of you. And things that are you are pointing out physically is just projecting your inner thoughts, your inner world. So do not fix the mirror, fix the reflection. Another form of resistance is self-concepts. We have the ideas about ourselves that we use as limitations or resistance to changing. The favorite, the, the most favorite one that I hear for elders or older people is I'm too old. <laughs> I'm too young. I'm too fat. I'm too thin. I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm too lazy, too strong, too weak, too dumb, too smart, too poor, too worthless, too frivolous, too serious, too struck. And maybe it's all just too much. (laughs) These are all forms of resistance, resisting change. Now you know what it truly means to be aware, to accept, to be accountable, to remember that you are whole, to remember that you are complete, to remember that you are perfect in perfections. And having to ask yourself, who told you any of these things other than you are whole, you are complete, you are, you are perfect. Our existence often expresses itself as delaying tactics. We use excuses like, I'll do it later. I can't think right now. I don't have the time right now. It would take too much time away from my work. Yes, that's a good idea. I'll do it some other time. I have too many other things to do. I'll think about it tomorrow. As soon as I get through with fill in the blank eating as soon as I get through with doing everything other than taking care of self 
distractions. This is how we stay stagnant. These are what you call delaying tactics. As soon as I get back from, from, from this trip, the time isn't right, it's too late, it's too soon. Another form of resistance is denial. Denial shows up in the need to do anything worth changing. Things like there is nothing wrong with me. I can't do I can't I can't do anything about this problem. I was all I was all right last time. What good would it do to change? If I ignore it, maybe the problem will go away. Another form of resistance. The last form I will want to add is fear. Fear is a program that has been given to the world. Fear for me is face everything and rise. False evidence appearing real. Everything we want is on the other side of fear. By far, the biggest category of resistance is fear. Fear of the unknown. Listen to these. I'm not ready yet. I might fail. They might reject me. What would the neighbors think? I'm afraid to tell my husband. I'm afraid to tell my wife. I might get I might get hurt. I may have to change. It might cost me money. I would rather die first or get a divorce first. I don't want anyone to know I have a problem. I'm afraid to express my feelings. I don't want to talk about it. I don't have the energy. Who knows where I might end up? I may lose my freedom. It's too hard to do. I don't have enough money now. I might hurt my back. I wouldn't be perfect. I might lose my friends. I don't trust anyone. It might hurt my image. I'm not good enough. And on and on. The list goes on. Do you recognize some of these as the ways you resist. Look for the resistance in in all of the examples that I just give you, that I just given you. I had a client one time who came to me because she had pain. And one of the reasons why she cannot meet with me is because she was ill. She was not feeling good. And she, she had pain. It's easy for her to tell me all her problems. 
However, the moment I said, let me talk for a moment, all sorts of turmoil began. Her, I start bothering her. I cannot keep her attention for the rest of us communicating. It was our resistance. Those energies that know that the soul is yearning for change, resistance began to occur in the body. She she just wasn't ready to let go and be healed. And I am someone who understands. And this is why I communicate what I suggest. And I don't come to teach. I come to love. And when you love, love will teach you. When you accept, you will be open to the change. You will be open to the healing. We are all in many different worlds. And I speak about understanding because I know that that is a gift. And all my life, I trusted the process. And because I trust the process, it's the T in the front and the T in the back. And this is why I am TT. <laughs> I trust the process. And TT transforms, transmute, and transcends all energy. And because I trusted the process, I was gifted with understanding. I go under and I stand and meet people exactly where they are. And when my time is up, I leave you where you are. That does not mean I don't love you. That does not mean you cannot call me. That does not mean you cannot. It does not mean any of those things. That means I don't support the energy. And when you are in your God self and not in your not self, and you are ready to be aware and accept the change for your life and becoming the journey and understanding that means unbecoming everything they said that you were. Understanding that you are whole, you are perfect, you are complete, you are love, you are amazing, you are divine. We all go through challenges and every challenge is an opportunity to grow, to evolve, to elevate. And yes, we resist change. The first step is to be aware of that. And the second step is to accept. And then you can invite consistency and discipline in your life. And in this moment, I want to 
ask you to walk to a mirror or go get a hand mirror and understand that mirror work is where the mirrors reflect back to us our feelings about ourselves. The mirrors are no longer on the walls. The mirror are the people in your life, the people that are in your circle. The mirrors are your reflection. The mirrors show us exactly, show us clearly the areas to be changed if we want to have a joyous, fulfilling life. Look into your eyes and say something positive about yourself every time you pass a mirror. The most powerful way to do affirmations is to look in a mirror and say them out loud. I am amazing. I am beautiful. I am courageous. I am determined. I am excellent. I am gifted. I am fabulous. You are immediately aware of the resistance and can move through it quickly. Even quicker when you are in a mirror facing yourself. It's good to have a mirror with you as as you continue to listen to my podcast, listening to the God and Light podcast, the Tie Dow Effect. Always have your mirror so you can see the resistance of when you are speaking positively over your life. Use that mirror often for affirmations and to check where you are resisting and where you are open and flowing. So for many of you who are in front of a mirror in this moment, look in a mirror and say to yourself, I am willing to change. Notice how you feel. If you are hesitant, resistant, or just don't want to change, ask yourself why. What old beliefs are you holding on to? This is not a time to scold yourself, to criticize yourself, to beat up on yourself. This is a time to notice what is going on and what beliefs rises to the surface. And realizing that is the one that has been causing you a lot of trouble. Can you recognize where it came from? When we do our affirmations and they don't feel right or nothing seems to happen, it's so easy to say, 
that affirmations don't work. Remember that the mouth is powerful. Your words are secondary. However, your thoughts travel afar. So imagine if you're just sitting in your head, criticizing yourself, saying everything other than you are amazing, you are perfect, you are whole. Are you realizing what is about to happen in your outer world? It's not that the affirmations don't work. It's that we need to do another step before we begin affirmations. And that is to be aware. That is to that is to accept. Affirmations is the improvement. Affirmations is the consistency and discipline that I am no longer going to criticize myself because something don't look right or something don't seem right. There is no right or wrong. It just is. And it is how you perceive and how you accept it for that moment. And understanding that repeated patterns show up and show us our needs. For every habit we have, for every experience we go through, over and over, but every pattern we repeat, there is a need within us for it. The need corresponds to some belief we have. If there were not a need, we wouldn't have it, do it or be it. There is something within us that needs the fat, the poor relationships, the failures, the, the cigarettes, the anger, the poverty, the abuse, or whatever there is that's problem, whatever there is that is a problem for us. How many times have we said, I won't ever do that again? Then before the day is up. We have the piece of cake, smoke the cigarette, say hateful things to the ones we love, and so on. Hateful things to ourselves. Then we compound the whole problem by angrily saying to ourselves, oh, you have no willpower, no discipline. You're just weak. That type of talk only adds to the load of guilt we already carry. So in this moment, on this day, no more criticizing, no more guilt, no more shame. And understanding that it has nothing to do with willpower and it has nothing to do with discipline. Whatever it, is, whatever it is we are trying to release in our lives is just a symptom, an outer effect. Trying to eliminate the symptom without working on dissolving the cause is useless. The moment we release our willpower or discipline, the symptoms crops up again. 
It's going to always creep up. Have you received the lesson? Have you accepted? Are you aware of the pattern? Willingness to release the need. One of the affirmations to use is, I am willing to release the need, but the resistance or the headache or the constipation or the excess weight or the lack of money. Say it. I am willing to resist the need for you fill in the blank. If you are resisting at this point, then your other affirmations cannot and will not work. The webs we create around ourselves needs to be unwound. If you have ever untangled a ball of string, you know that yanking and pulling only makes it worse. You need to be very gentle and very patient in order to unravel the knot. Be gentle and patient with yourself as you untangle your own mental knots. Get help if you need it. We are no longer suffering in silence. Above all, love yourself in the process. The willingness to let go of the old is the key. That is the secret. When I say needing the problem, I mean that according to our particular set of thought patterns, we need to have certain outer effects or experiences. Every outer effect is the natural experience of an inner thought pattern. To battle only the outer effect or symptom is wasted energy and often increases the problem. I am unworthy creates procrastination. I am unworthy, then one of my outer effects will probably be procrastination. Procrastination is one way to keep us from getting where we say we want to go. Most of y'all who are procrastinating will spend a lot of time and energy berating them, berating yourself for procrastinating. You call yourself lazy. You will say that or feel that you are a bad person. Resentment. Of another's good. Be excited and grateful for those who are in the limelight. So what so what the world calls it. The, the their star is is rising. Be rejoiceful. 
and to understand that they are you and you are them, be happy. Because you have to realize that's what you call resentment. Resentment of someone else's good is a barrier to your own growth and change. Self-worth opens many doors. And I have an experience that I want to share with you guys. One of my clients, 73 years old, she'll be 74. And she she taught singing. And she always uplifted her students. And a lot of the things, and, and, and she will often say what stick, stick with me is, be yourself. Just be yourself. Do it for the fun. And that's when I began to stop being a perfectionist and understood my authenticity was enough because I created a world of beautiful. When you understand that you are enough and that there is no one like you, no matter what your voice sound like, no matter what it look like outside of yourself, as long as you know that you are enough and that you accept you for where you are. Do you know that the change that you look for in other people, you are that change. And when you accept that change, your world around you will begin to change. And in changing that, you create a world create clientele, create your abundance. Many doors of self-worth will open up. I accept self-worth. I am deserving. You are deserving. We are deserving. 
self-criticism. It will only intensify the procrastination and laziness. The place to put the mental energy is into releasing the old and creating a new thought pattern. Say, I am willing to release the need to be unworthy. I am worthy of the very best in life. And I now lovingly allow myself to accept it. As you spend a few days doing this affirmation, I am willing to release the need to be unworthy. I am worthy of the very best in life. And I now lovingly allow myself to accept it. Your outer effect pattern of procrastination will automatically begin to fade. Forgive yourself for not forgiving yourself. As I internally create a pattern of self-love, then I no longer have the need to delay my good. Do you see how this could apply to some of the negative patterns or outer effects in your life? In this moment, let's stop wasting time and energy putting ourselves down for something we can't help doing if we have something. Let's stop wasting time and energy putting ourselves down for something we can't help help doing if we have certain inner beliefs. Change the beliefs. No matter how you approach it, or what subject matter we are talking about. We are only dealing with thoughts and thoughts can be changed. When we want to change a condition, we need to say so. I am willing to release the pattern within me that is creating this condition. Say it again. I am willing to release the pattern within me that is creating this condition. Say this to yourself over and over every time you think of your illness or problem. The minute you say it, you are stepping out of the victim class. You are no longer helpless. You are acknowledging your own power. You are saying, I am beginning to understand that I created this. I now take my own power back. I am going to release this old idea and let it go. What was done in the past is done and is over now. This is present time and you now have the opportunity to treat yourself the way you wish to be treated. A frightened child needs comforting, not scolding. Scolding yourself only makes you more frightened. No more criticizing. 
and there is nowhere to turn. The only way to turn is inward. Information. You hear that? Information. When you get in formation, when you get in alignment, formation, the blessings will flow. When a child within feels unsafe, it creates a lot of trouble. Remember how it felt to be belittled when you were young. It feels the same way now to that child within. Be kind to yourself. Begin to love and approve of yourself. Choose you. Because when you choose you, you have already chosen everyone else. And that's everyone before you. And that's everyone after you. That's what a little child needs in order to express itself at its highest potential. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole and complete. I see any resistance patterns within me only as something else to release. They have no power over me. I am the power in my world. I flow with the changes taking place in my life as, I, as best I can. I approve of myself and the way I am changing. I am doing the best I can. Each day gets easier. I rejoice that I am in the rhythm and flow of my ever-changing life. Today is a wonderful day. I choose to, I choose to make it so all is well in my world. How to change is accept. How to change is to be aware. You are the star on the rise. Thank you for listening to the God in Light podcast, The Tidal Effect. I am your host, Taquisha Davis. Until next time, you take care. Release the need to criticize yourself. Love yourself. Choose yourself. I am grateful for you as you are for you. I love you. Until next time, peace.